Is there a chance you might not be a Christian? And what about this love thing? Well, I'm going to talk about that and a couple more things in the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 157. Hey there, Tony here. Welcome back to the Rhyme and Reason podcast. You're probably wondering what I was talking about there in the opening, right? Is there a chance you might not be a Christian? And what about this love thing? Well, I hope you're thinking about that anyway. And uh, there's a couple of reasons why I ask, is there a chance you might not be a Christian? One is because uh, there's probably mm, 70% chance that you're not because there's 70 to 80 Maybe there's 90 to 95% of the people in the world aren't Christian. But then again, even worse than that, there's a lot of people that uh, think they are that might not be. So the short answer to is there a chance you might not be a Christian is yes, there is a chance. What I'm about to share with you might make some people feel uncomfortable. I hope you're not one of them. But the truth just so often has that effect. Uh, Still, truth needs to be shared, right? Even though it's getting more and more difficult for many people to hear it, it still needs to be shared. In fact, I might have already offended you, and I've already even begun to illustrate how you might not be a Christian if that's the case. But I do hope you'll stick with me and, and check my statements with what the Bible says about it. That's the final answer, the final arbiter. I promise to make this as quick and easy as possible. Maybe not painless, but quick and easy. So I'm just going to start with five, well, not start with, I'm going to list five fairly common misconceptions that many Christians pass around. See if you've heard any of these, okay? But I'm also going to share biblical evidence to refute those ideas. And the, the evidence that I share, you'll find in the notes, show notes, and uh, links on the website at TonyFunderberg.com you might not be a Christian, forward slash, you might not be a Christian. Anyway, I'll get back to it. So the first one, the first misconception that many Christian pass, many Christians pass around, the very first, maybe this is the top one they pass around, is judge not. This is one of the biggest signs you might not be a Christian if you're going to pass that around. If you call yourself a Christian and you say Christians aren't supposed to judge, I have to wonder if you've actually read the entire passage in Matthew 7. What that passage is actually teaching is that you are supposed to judge. It's telling you not to judge if you don't want to be judged yourself. In other words, and this is found in that same passage, don't judge like a hypocrite. Okay, that's one. Two, you may have heard this, it's all part of God's plan. Well, let me tell you, the world is full of chaos, confusion, and evil. None of that is part of God's plan. None. Yes, He has a plan, but, hold on to your seats now, it's not the same plan He started with when He created the world. You know, God tells us not to do evil so that good may come of it. He also tells us He's not the author of confusion. He even tells us things happen by chance. Those three points I made are links to those places in the Bible where, the, where that can be found. And that last one, where things are happen, where things happen by chance, 
That's written in red, for those of you who have red-letter Bibles. God is not like a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do father. He wants us to follow Him and His ways. And like any good and loving father, He allows us to mature and make our own decisions. Trouble is, we make some bad decisions. Okay, that's two. Three, God loves everybody the same. Ooh, this is a tough one, isn't it? Well, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think God loves the people in hell the same way and just as much as He loves the people in heaven? Well, here's the thing. God desires that no one would go to hell. That's His preference. But He realizes that in order to give us our own choice, whether we can love Him or not, most people choose not to love Him. So, in order for Him to... you get that? In order for Him to give us that choice... That has to be the option to choose not to love Him. It's uncanny, it's surreal, and it's true that so many people choose not to love Him. So, God made a place where you can go if you don't want to live with Him in His love, and it's a forever place, but it is in heaven. So, those are the people that God actually hates, are the ones who hate Him and want to be away from Him forever. Now, the Bible backs me up on this. So God doesn't love everybody the same. He's willing to, but we go against His will. Number four, God created evolution. Oh man, this one's too complicated to go into at length. But let me say, if you don't believe in the literal six-day creation account found in Genesis and confirmed in Exodus, then you might not be a Christian. That's because it's the foundation for the whole Bible. If you can't trust that God, could, that God could create the whole universe and everything in it in six literal days, then you're vulnerable to any other lie perpetuated about the rest of God's Word. You could buy into any lie. I suggest that you skip that whole evolution thing and, and trust the Bible. And here's the fifth one. God made you that way. Oh, boy. People are using that right now, aren't they? Transgender, um, saying they were made a homosexual or a lesbian or whatever. No, God created you to be either male or female. Not something in between and not something you can transition from or to. He lets you choose who you'll be, even though He knows most will choose unwisely. He lets you choose whether you'd prefer to live with Him forever or be apart from Him forever. And if you're willing to simply accept anyone as they are, unrepentant and rebellious against God and His design, you might not be a Christian. Your worldly wisdom might make you a fool. Okay, I told you it might not be painless, but it was pretty quick and easy. So what do you think? Do you agree or disagree? Either way, you can contact me, Tony at TonyFunderburk.com. That is my personal email and that gets personally to me. There, I gave it to you right on the old podcast, okay? You can get in touch with me and tell me you agree or disagree. Um, I can take it. And uh, I'd like to share a song now called A Thousand Times No. And this sort of addresses three points out of these five. And uh, see if you can listen, uh, see if you can hear them in this song. A Thousand Times No.
right when people are trying to make those points i say no no a thousand times no but i say it in love because i love my neighbor my fellow man as myself because that's what i'm told to do and that means i want them to go to heaven too i want you to go to heaven if you're listening to me and you're not sure that you are i want you to go because i love you enough to tell you that so What is this love thing? What is it about love that keeps it hanging around lifetime after lifetime? Or do you think love is just an old-fashioned notion whose time has come and gone? Well, lately I've been reading about and watching videos about 
seemingly solid relationships breaking up. And it always makes me wonder if true love was ever truly there. Yeah, I'm weird. I wonder about things like that. But bear with me. I won't dwell on it too long, and I'll share a little rhyme and reason about it with you too. But here's how I see true love. You can show me where I've missed the mark, okay? Here's how I see it. I think love suffers long and is kind, does not envy and does not parade itself, is not puffed up, it doesn't behave rudely, doesn't seek its own, it's not provoked, it thinks no evil, doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in truth and bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and love never fails. I think even where there are prophecies, they will fail. And where there are tongues, they will cease. And where there is knowledge, it'll vanish away. But love will last. And I believe that for now, we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. That's what I believe. And I believe when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I had to put away childish things. And I also believe that we now we see in a mirror, dimly, but later we will see face to face our Creator. And I know now in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known, and now I abide in faith, hope, love. All three of these, and the greatest of these is love. That's how I see love. Have I missed the mark somewhere? Okay, I didn't write all that, in case you didn't know. And it can be found in 1 Corinthians 13, in the Bible. But I did write this. It's called, Ink from the Pen. The little girl who fell and bruised her knee on the ground didn't know her tears would take some ink from the pen. The little boy who ran and laughed and jumped all around didn't know his giggles gleaned some ink from the pen. The dog that chased a ball and caught it right in the air didn't know its wagging tail whirled ink from the pen. The ducks that saw the dog and then scattered everywhere didn't know they quacked up some more ink from the pen. The loved ones who were here but have since passed away didn't know their lies would leak out ink from the pen. Until I leave this world and my body's cast away, I'll write about this love that steals the ink from my pen. And uh, I hope that means something to you. It meant something to me. Before I close out the podcast this week, I wanted to mention how the last couple of weeks you may have noticed a little less professionalism in the sound of my voice. That's because I've been using secondary gear, recording sort of uh, in the field, you might say in different places. I'm not at home right now, and I'm recording using the best stuff that I have available to me right now, but it's not my studio stuff. So I hope that hasn't affected your your listening enjoyment. And once again, I'm um, just honored that you're there listening and that you have been listening for quite a while, some of you, all, all uh, 157 episodes, some of you. And I appreciate that more than you know. And I want you to know you can still connect with me in so many places online, TonyFunderberg.com. Look at any of the blog posts and you'll see plenty of places where you can connect with me. I'm not looking at that right now, so I won't share the links with you like I usually do. But I will say that uh, thank you so much for being there. It's an honor to 
bring you these messages and music um, time after time, and I look forward to doing it again next week. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. And until then, this is Tony saying, may God bless you and keep you. <laughs>